Hi, everybody, and welcome to A Land Called Homily. My name's David, and this is my podcast. I'm an Episcopal priest serving a beautiful little parish on the Gulf Coast of Alabama called St. Paul's Chapel. These are my weekly talks from our worship service, so I hope they can be of some help to you. Take what you can use and discard the rest. If you're interested in more of my content or if you'd like to get in touch with me, you can visit my website at davidchatel.com. Thanks for listening. In the name of God, the ground of our being, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. You may be seated. You know, I like to be a realist when I'm preaching. I don't think it ever does anyone any good to put on rose-colored glasses and pretend that life is not exactly what it is, exactly how you and I experience it. Life is a mishmash of beauty and pain. It's an experience of these mundane days that stretch on forever until suddenly something life-changing happens. Life is hard, but life is worth it. And I think life has always been like that. You know, we talk about, a lot about how our experience of living is different than the experience of living that ancient people may have had. And I think that's very true in a lot of ways. But I think the overall experience of living is relatively the same for all of us, even over vast periods of time. We are these unusual, strange animals because we are conscious beings We know we exist and we're aware of our existence. And that really differentiates us from the majority of life on the earth. We ask questions and we wonder why. And we get overwhelmed by beauty and drawn in by mystery. And we we look up in the night sky And feel how small we are in the grand scheme of things. Have you ever done that? It's that consciousness, though, that also has its drawbacks. We live in this sometimes harsh reality in which we find ourselves while simultaneously hoping and reaching out for a future that is somehow better than what we're experiencing We have this ability to intuit deep inside of ourselves that life is fragile and tenuous, that people are breakable and broken. And we know that we need something more than just ourselves in order to rise to the challenge of living into that future hope that we crave and long for, even if that just means holding on until tomorrow. There's something hardwired within us that recognizes this deep sense of need and longs for it to be fulfilled. I don't know. Maybe that's why I'm so 
connected to the sense that comes with passages like Isaiah this morning. It's full of this longing, this human, relatable hope. You can sense the desperation. Oh, that you would tear open the heavens and come down so that the mountains would quake at your presence. And a little bit later, oh Lord, you are our father. We are the clay and you are our potter. We are all the work of your hand. Now, I don't know about you, but as I get older, this sweet glaze on Christmas seems to lose more and more of its luster. I can remember younger days when I was maybe a little more naive and I could start to sense the hope of the season weeks out and every once in a while I can kind of connect with that feeling again, but it gets harder every year. Mostly for me, Christmas is a lot like every other time of the year. I don't know if you can identify with this, but I even get a bit frustrated during this season because of the rampant commercialization of the whole thing. And I try to not let that color my experience, but it's everywhere. And I'm an introvert, and so it's probably not a surprise, but I often hear my own heart echoing Isaiah. Oh, that you would tear open the heavens and come down. This is the first Sunday of Advent, as you see. One of the reasons I really love our Episcopal tradition is that we take our time and we step slowly through this season. And with all the rushing that accompanies this time of year, naturally, it is a serious gift that we give ourselves and that we give our communities to be able to spend time on something that is so essential to the truth of God about you and I and everything else that is. And here is it. Here it is. In the midst of all of the commercialism, in the midst of all of the beauty and trappings of the story of the nativity, the shepherds in the fields and the multitude of heavenly hosts singing, the star and the wise men, the humble manger and the holy family. In the midst of all of that, the most incredible and essential thing takes place. Divinity reveals itself in the created order through a tiny, helpless baby human. I just want that to hang in the air for a second. In the most mundane and common of occurrences, the birth of a child, which has taken place untold numbers of times a day for all of human history, God, the essence of the universe, pulls the curtain back on the ultimate divine truth The incarnation of Christ reveals our true nature. In the incarnation of Christ, folks, we no longer have an excuse to discount the sacredness of all 
creation. We no longer have an excuse to discount the sacredness of you and of me. When we rush past the incarnation, we often relate to Jesus in a way that I don't believe we were ever meant to. Jesus was never supposed to be someone we put on a holy high shelf that was inaccessible to us. Jesus was never meant to be an unattainable model that only served to frustrate those of us who would seek to follow him. Jesus was meant to be a signal once and for all that God is inextricably and eternally tangled up, tangled up with the material, tangible nature of existence. Stuff like bread and wine and humans. Jesus shows us that we are in no way separate from him, from each other, from all of creation, and from the ground of our being that we so inadequately call God. It's okay. If you, like me, feel that same sense of longing and maybe even frustration during this season, wondering if and when things will be put right. Oh, that you would open the heavens and come down. But it just so happens that's exactly what occurred at the birth of Jesus. Heaven came down and revolutionized the world forever. If you ask me, I think the incarnation of Jesus is one of the most important events in human history. And we celebrate the season because of all of the longings and needs of every human heart that were satisfied when God took up residence in us. We've got a long way to go and we can improve on a lot of things in our world and in our lives. But in this season, may we rediscover what it means to find hope in Jesus not some sentimentality of the season, but rescuing hope. God in humankind who tore open the heavens and came down, revealing God's great love for us and calling us in that love to fashion our lives based on loving others. Mm-hmm.